Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for listening to our show. You can take your listening further and support our work by becoming a member. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, members-only bonus content, an invitation to join the DSR Network Slack community, a members-only newsletter, and members-only blog posts. For the month of February, take 5% off the regular membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code daily. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy code daily. Thank you. It's February 14th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The U.S. military said yesterday it had recovered critical electronics from the suspected Chinese spy balloon downed by a U.S. fighter jet off South Carolina's coast on February 4th including key sensors presumably used for intelligence gathering, according to Reuters. The Chinese balloon, the Chinese balloon, which Beijing denies was a government spy vessel, spent a week flying over the United States and Canada before President Joe Biden ordered it shot down. It also led to the U.S. military scouring the skies for other objects that were not being captured by radar, leading to an unprecedented three shootdowns in the three days between Friday and Sunday. The U.S. military and the Biden administration have acknowledged that much about the most recent unmanned objects remains unknown, including how they stay aloft, who built them, and whether they may have been collecting intelligence. Political Europe is reporting that Moldova's president, Maya Sandu, said Russia wants to stage a coup d'etat in her country. Sandu called for heightened security measures in Moldova after the pro-EU government resigned last week, following months of pressure from Moscow, which is waging an all-out war in neighboring Ukraine. She added that citizens of Russia, Montenegro, Belarus, and Serbia would be among those entering Moldova to try to spark protests in an attempt to change the legitimate government to an illegitimate government controlled by the Russian Federation to stop the EU integration process. Moldova was granted candidate status to the European Union last June, together with Ukraine. The BBC is reporting that BBC offices in India have been searched as part of an investigation by income tax authorities. The searches in New Delhi and Mumbai come weeks after the broadcaster aired a documentary in the UK critical of the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Although the documentary was only broadcast on television in the UK, India's government has attempted to block people sharing India, the Modi question, online, calling it hostile propaganda and anti-Indian garbage with a colonial mindset. The targeting of organizations seen as critical of the government is not uncommon in India. 
In 2020, Amnesty International was forced to halt its India operations, with the group accusing the government of pursuing a witch hunt against human rights organizations. Oxfam was also searched last year along with other local non-government organizations. Elsewhere, Deutsche Welle reports that the Philippines on Tuesday lodged a diplomatic protest calling on Beijing's recent acts of aggression in the South China Sea. On Monday, the Philippine Coast Guard accused China of trying to block one of its ships by using a military-grade laser light. According to the Philippine Coast Guard, the patrol boat was supporting a rotation and resupply mission when a Chinese Coast Guard vessel shone a green laser at the bridge of the Philippine ship, forcing it off course. Manila said that the Chinese vessel undertook dangerous maneuvers, risked a collision, and endangered the Filipino crew. China's foreign ministry on Monday defended its Coast Guard and said that all its actions were in accordance with the law. Wang Wenbin, China's foreign ministry spokesperson, described the actions of the Chinese staff as professional and restrained. U.S. State Department spokesperson Ned Price said that China's dangerous operational behavior violated international law and directly threatens regional peace and stability. Al Jazeera is reporting that Equatorial Guinea has confirmed its first outbreak of the Marburg virus, a highly infectious and deadly disease similar to Ebola, following the deaths of at least nine people, the World Health Organization said yesterday. The small Central African country quarantined more than 200 people and restricted movement last week after detecting an unknown fever. Neighboring Cameroon also restricted movement along its border over concerns about contagion. In addition to the nine deaths, Equatorial Guinea has reported 16 suspected cases of Marburg virus with symptoms including fever, fatigue, and blood-stained vomit and diarrhea, the World Health Organization said. Marburg virus disease can have a death rate of up to 80%, according to the WHO. There are no vaccines or antiviral treatments approved to treat it. According to the French media outlet Le Monde, Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney's right-wing coalition secured victory in regional elections, cementing her position almost four months after taking office. In the northern region of Lombardy, Italy's economic powerhouse that includes Milan, Attilio Fontana was easily re-elected president with the coalition's support. With the vast majority of ballots counted after voting on Sunday and Monday, Fontana was on 55% and his center-left rival on almost 34% official figures showed. In Lazio, the region that includes the capital Rome, coalition candidate Francesco Rocca the former head of Italy's Red Cross, was on 53%, with his main opponent trailing on around 34%. Despite a low turnout of around 40%, Maloney hailed a clear victory, a result that consolidates the center-right's coherence and strengthens the work of the government, she wrote on Twitter. Italy's 20 regions enjoy a great deal of autonomy, 
from the central government, charged with everything from health to transportation and education. According to the AP, Colombia's government and its largest remaining rebel group met in Mexico City yesterday to resume peace talks aimed at resolving a conflict dating back to the 1960s. It was the second round of talks with a communist-inspired National Liberation Army known as ELN in negotiations launched in November shortly after President Gustavo Petro was elected as Colombia's first leftist president. The first three weeks of talks in Venezuela's capital yielded only modest results. Petro has said the peace talks with the ELN are a cornerstone of his plan to bring total peace to the nation of 50 million people, where some rural areas are still under the grip of drug gangs and rebel groups despite a 2016 peace deal with the larger Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, or FARC. In weirder news from the AP, a German newspaper critic had animal feces smeared on her face in the city of Hanover by a ballet director who apparently took offense at a review, she wrote. The Hanover State Opera House apologized for the incident, and said Monday that it was suspending ballet director Marco Goki with immediate effect. The newspaper said that Goki, who apparently felt provoked by a recent review she wrote of a production he staged in the Dutch seat of government, The Hog, threatened to ban her from the ballet and accused her of being responsible for people canceling season tickets in Hanover. He then pulled out a paper bag with animal feces and smeared her face with the contents before making off through a packed theater foyer. The substance was identified as dog feces. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Pablo Rasmussen of the Albright-Stonebridge Group about tensions between the U.S. and Europe over Made in America rules. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.